Welcome everyone, my name is Peter Hackett. I am the Global Program Director for Cypher. For today's episode, we are excited to host a joint podcast with WebAir. WebAir and Cypher have partnered together to offer the best in class for cybersecurity and business resiliency services. In today's episode, we're gonna focus on how Cypher and WebAir provide a comprehensive set of services focused on proactive, reactive, and recovery of mission critical infrastructure. And with me today is my colleague, Scott Krosky, the Global Chief Information Security Officer for Cypher. And we are also pleased to have with us the Chief Technology Officer at WebAir, Siggy Brody. Siggy comes to us today from Long Island, New York. Siggy, how are you today? I'm uh, doing great. Always uh, exciting and happy to talk about security and infrastructure. Thanks for having me. See, it's a pleasure to have you. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. So let's set the stage for today's discussion. Scott, can you give us an overview of the core components of a mature cybersecurity program? Of course, Pete. So as you know, information security is the practice of protecting information by analyzing and mitigating risks. So at the core of an effective information security program is what we call information assurance. In other words, how can you guarantee a high level of assurance that information is secure? So there are three main pillars to information assurance. We call it the CIA triad, where CIA is an acronym that stands for confidentiality, integrity, and availability. So an organization that effectively maintains confidentiality, integrity, and availability of information and information systems can ensure that information is not compromised in any way if and when critical issues or threats arise. So when it comes to confidentiality, uh, we look to establish policy processes and technology, uh, which will ensure that access to specific information is restricted to only those individuals who are authorized. Uh, so here we really aim to keep sensitive data out of the hands of unauthorized individuals to include hackers. Now, integrity is the maintenance and assurance of information to ensure that it remains accurate and consistent with its true intent. So in here, we, we look to enact processes and technologies to deploy um, in an environment to ensure that we prevent unintentional and unauthorized changes to information. So through Cypher's security services, we focus on proactive and reactive security um, that are designed to ensure both the confidentiality and integrity of information systems and the information resident on those systems. So that's C and I, but uh, moving over to the A, which is uh, availability, this is the assurance that information and information systems operate in a manner in which uh, they are always able to be accessed by authorized individuals. So in the world of information security where we live, um, this is typically, uh, you know, involves the design of disaster recovery tools and processes to ensure that data is highly accessible. There can be very little or no downtime at all. And we're talking about a tolerance for only a few minutes of disruption, if any, over the course of an entire year. Uh, so, so that's where our partnership with WebAir really, um, you know, uh, comes into play. And, and through WebAir's business resiliency services, they have an industry leading, you know, they really are an industry leading innovator to ensure um, you new know, highly available systems uh, through seamless and instant recovery services. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate that overview. So let's dive into this topic in more detail. So we've talked a lot about Cypher security service offerings in past episodes and how we provide proactive and reactive cybersecurity services through our MSS, MDR, and CIS offerings. So I want to first focus on availability and WebAir strategic offerings. Siggy, as Chief Technology Officer of WebAir, can you discuss some of your roles and responsibilities? 
Sure. So um, if, if you don't know about WebAir, we're a, a managed a managed cloud, a managed infrastructure provider. And essentially, we, we take ownership and accountability and responsibility for managing and deploying and monitoring our customers' cloud infrastructure. Uh, typically, that's in data centers that we own and operate, and we have uh, almost 10 of those around the world. And so it's, it's really the, the proper and secure hosting of production infrastructure, as well as uh, a plethora of disaster recovery, offset backups, network, um, security services, and so on. And so I kind of oversee and manage all the technology components that go into and into those products and services. And our teams are obviously very busy um, scaling those out and dealing with growth. But also, we have to be very responsive to our, our customers' applications. Our, cus our customers are typically um, those who are compliance-minded. I mean, they're, they're cross industry cross vertical, but I think the, the commonality amongst, amongst them is they have very stringent compliance requirements and customization requirements. They're multinational global organizations um, where there's always a gotcha. You know, it's not like a cookie cutter, hey, we just need to deploy a net new application in the cloud. It's, it's organizations that have all sorts of different infrastructures and legacy applications and, um, and different requirements. And, you know, how do you take that and go to the cloud. So those are some of the challenges that we deal with, um, and they're fun. Um, and there's always, you know, interesting one-offs and edge cases. And so it, those always keep us um, uh, on our toes. And our customers are always looking to leverage new applications, new technologies. And so from our perspective, we have to be sure that we're on the cutting edge and we can support them and we can integrate them um, instead of just sort of being this like cookie cutter, you know, if, if your requirements don't fit into this cloud box and sorry, you can't use the cloud. It's all about going against that and wrapping the cloud service around all the existing network requirements, security requirements, and compliance requirements. So yeah, keep them busy. So thanks, I appreciate that. So can you talk about some of the disaster recovery services offered by Weber? Sure, yeah. So I mean, at the heart of it, um, you know, what, what we're trying to do is provide disaster recovery as a service, meaning that um, all, of, all of the hardware data center, network storage, compute, uh, use at the DR site is provided as part of the service. We are the DR site. We provide all the, the data movers and software that replicates the data. And depending on the types of applications and platforms, there could be a bunch of them. Um, what we're really focused on is providing disaster recovery for our customers you know critical production environments regardless of what that means you know that can that could be a bunch of vms but it could also be like i said before um via you know a plethora of different platforms if your production environment is is vms and physical servers and older ibm uh, as 400s and some storage replication then then we have solutions for all that and if you have a complex network um, that requires specific tie-ins to third parties you know we can we can support that um, so it's a fully managed service meaning we'll take ownership of of setting up all the replication monitoring it 24 7 um, we own the fail over process we own the fail back process and the testing so our customers still have complete self-service capabilities but really they're leaning on us to, to deliver a service and they want to hold us accountable um, to an sla and so the the, the full management is important and we also uh, really provide you know, handholding. You know, how do you how do you go from I don't have any DR to I want an effective and usable DR? And there's so many different strategies, and the strategy is different depending on our customer's application. So because we've dealt with so many DR onboardings and, and implementations before, 
we, we have a lot of tricks up our sleeves and we can help our customers get from a place where you know uh, the data is repli you know, going from just replicating data which is easy to actually having an effective and usable you know dr solution i've heard that data recovery is different than business continuity so can you maybe go into detail as to why it's important to maintain maintain business continuity and how WebAir focuses on ensuring this is a core part of the disaster recovery service? Yeah, it's a good question. I think that in the, in the realm of uh, business continuity and, and disaster recovery, um, there's just a lot of sort of misinformation and bad assumptions. Um, I think the, the industry is sort of, and the, the client tells and, you know, everyone's sort of getting smarter around it. I mean, but I think what, what's important to note is that disaster recovery is not the same as as having a copy of your data somewhere else. You know, that's, that's off-site backups. And the, the goals are different for those two sort of uh, strategies. You, you have off-site backups or on-site backups um, for your long-term data uh, archiving capability. If you wanna be able to go back and look at, at a file or a database, you know, as it looked like two or three years ago, that's, that's your backup strategy. If you need to put something into a legal hold, you would use that. Um, Disaster recovery is basically something that you would use if, if your production applications were down and, and that would not be a good thing for you, then disaster recovery would bring those applications, make them available uh, immediately. And that's the continuity component of it. And so a lot of people think, well, I have my, I copied all my data somewhere. So push come to shove, I can, I can boot it up and get it running. No, I mean, the, the targets are different. You're gonna, you're gonna target your offsite backups to slow, cheap and deep storage or platforms. Your disaster recovery is gonna be targeted to a solution that can perform just as good as your production. And I think that's one of the bad assumptions. And I think, like I said before, people are sort of starting to realize that. Sometimes the, the, you know, the backups and the DR can, can be side by side, or you could use the same data mover. At WebAir, we, we provide both. And, and typically we are offering both concurrently, um, but we're very uh, prescriptive in, in the goal of each. The other, the other component of, um, of continuity that I want to mention is that it, it means that your application is usable in the same way that it was at production. Again, having that copy of your data, even if it's to production type of storage, is not enough. You know, it, the DR site needs to provide your users with the ability to consume the applications the same way they do at production. If your DR strategy is like, well, I'll just boot up my servers and then I'll just tell everybody to use a different URL or, or we'll go and make this change and that change. You know, that's not real business continuity. I mean, maybe for your business it is. Maybe your, you know, recovery time objectives are three days and you can kind of go through that. Um, but when we think about continuity, you know, we're not thinking of restore. We're thinking of resume. You know, we want to resume our applications. Uh, we're, we're thinking of sort of, you know, unpausing them if they were down for a minute. And I think that's the part of continuity that people get wrong. They, they, they sort of overly focus on copying their data somewhere and then they'll, they save the rest for later. But it's the network strategy, the application strategy, that's actually a lot more difficult than, than copying data somewhere else. That's the easy part. So yeah, that's, a, that's a great explanation. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. And what are some of the most common risks that organizations face when it comes to ensuring availability of their information information systems? So in other words, what are the common situations where an organization would implement their disaster recovery plan? Yeah, uh, I think that's a fun question because everybody thinks that, you know, it's not, probably not a great it's probably not great that it's called disaster recovery because then everyone immediately focuses on disaster, which is probably sort of the least likely scenario in which these you know, solutions are utilized. 
Um, but I think the more common ones are, you know, obviously human error, people pressing buttons that they probably shouldn't be pressing during the day, um, or uh, uh, application deployments gone bad, gone bad, like, you know, uh, you know, worked in dev but doesn't work in prod, um, database corruption, uh, hard, hardware going bad at production, you know, disks, power supplies, whatever. I think those are all much more common than like, hey, there's a, a hurricane just destroyed my data center. And I think the the other, which is becoming very prevalent, is is ransomware. You know, it's certainly a, a disaster. So I'm glad you brought up ransomware. It's been one of the most prevalent and disruptive cyber attacks in recent years. And I think it's a great example to show, showcase how Cypher and WebAir can provide security services to effectively mitigate the impacts of a ransomware incident. So Scott, what is ransomware and how is it typically delivered into a computer network? Well, I'm sure that most of our listeners are probably aware of ransomware, but for those that aren't, it's an effective cyber attack that rapidly encrypts data and then offers up a decryption key to the victim after a ransom is paid. Uh, and if that ransom isn't paid uh, within a time frame, which is you know typically 24 to 48 hours, uh, the attacker destroys the key and, and renders the encrypted data completely useless. I mean, it's almost impossible to run a um, reverse cryptographic, um, you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> a program to be able to uh, to retrieve that data, so it's effectively gone at that point. Um, ransomware incidents, you know, do cripple organizations, and unfortunately, I've been part of um, incident response teams and have seen really firsthand uh, how devastating it could be and really bring organizations to a screeching halt uh, on their business operations. So, uh, in the majority of cases, ransomware is delivered into an organization through email phishing, uh, whereby an attacker sends an increase, you know, typically a, a seemingly innocent email. Uh, the people within their organization and the uh, the intention is to click a hyperlink or open an attachment in that email and there's lots of themes out there that uh, entice people to fall victim by clicking the link or opening the attachment. Um, typically, there are departments in a company that are more highly targeted uh, because they're more susceptible to, to falling victim to this. So people working in accounting, uh, human resources, and, and even in information technology departments are some of the favorite targets for attackers. Um, simply just sending an email that appears to have been an invoice uh, to somebody in your accounting department or maybe sending a resume uh, for a job opening to HR are, are, are very common attack techniques because um, the individuals in these departments are usually accustomed to opening emails from people they don't know. Uh, and then once that malicious attachment is open, that's when ransomware strikes. So Scott, how does Cypher provide MSS and MDR services to mitigate the risk of a ransomware attack? Uh, well, Pete, I think it's important to start by saying that there is no silver bullet to stopping cyber attacks, uh, whether it's uh, anything to be up to and including ransomware. Uh, mature organizations understand this and implement a strategy commonly referred to as the, the defense in depth. So listeners to our podcast know that uh, many of the terms used in cybersecurity uh, find their roots in the military. Uh, so defense in depth was a concept in the military in which uh, there should be multiple layers of defense to ensure adequate protection overall. Uh, so in the world of cybersecurity, we use defense in depth to ensure multiple tools are deployed to monitor and defend the computer network from the different vantage points. So when we look at Cypher's managed security services, we recommend the deployment of several key tools to mitigate ransomware attacks. And the top four include EDR, which is endpoint detection and response agents to harden those, um, to harden those workstations that employees use. 
The second one is a SIM solution, which is the security information event management, which aggregates and collects all the logs across an environment and analyzes them for risk. Uh, the third one is an email protection software, uh, commonly referred to as uh, secure email gateways, which uh, analyze all inbound and outbound emails, communications to the organization, and, and, and looks for risky uh, URLs and, and, and attachments in there and, and can proactively block the, those that they feel um, represent a risk to the organization. And, uh, and finally, that fourth uh, tool we recommend is boundary defense tools, such as uh, next generation firewalls or web proxies or web application firewalls. Uh, so each of these services are managed by Cypher Security Operations Centers, giving 24-7 coverage to our customers uh, while managing these tools. So these tools are great and can uh, mitigate the majority of attacks. Um, however, even the most sophisticated enterprise out there using the most state-of-the-art security tools will still see a cyber attack uh, go through uh, every so often. And this is where disaster recovery is critical. Yeah, thanks, Scott. And I, and I think this is a good segue into the importance of web air services. So if a company does not have adequate cyber defenses, or perhaps they, don't, they do have the most state-of-the-art defenses, there will inevitably be a few attacks that hit the organization. So Siggy, what are some of the common pitfalls when standing up a disaster recovery solution, especially when attempting to mitigate a ransomware incident? And how does WebAir's disaster recovery services mitigate the threats of a ransomware attack? Uh, yeah, so the reason that people talk about disaster recovery as it relates to ransomware, sometimes people don't realize the, the, connect, the full connection there. But you know, sometimes people say, well, if I get hit with ransomware on my production, doesn't that instantly get replicated to my DR? And then my DR is now ransomware too? Well, and the answer is yes, <laughs> that does happen, um, which is not good, but I mean, that's how replication works. Uh, however, uh, there's something cool. When, when, we, when we replicate our customer's environment, we have the option um, of setting a journal and Keeping the keeping the the application versions or actually the server data, keeping like a journal of all the changes for as as far back as we want to go. So think if if a server got hit with ransomware on a Saturday and you didn't know till Monday morning, you can call us up and use our service and we'll bring up the application as it, how it looked minutes before it got hit, the last moment before it got hit. So we can literally hit the rewind button and. That journal is something that we can we can um, configure on a per application basis. You might have applications that are more critical. Maybe it's uh, like our, some of our banking customers want it going back up to 60 days, which is pretty far back, um, and some just go to four hours. And so on a per application basis, based on criticality, we can we can fine tune how far back you can go to recover the environment. So even if you didn't catch it right away, um, we can still bring we can bring up the last known good version of the application. And because we also replicate um, groups of VMs and servers as apps, we're gonna bring up your application, meaning the web server, the database server, um, the file servers, all from the same point in time um, consistently so that, so that um, there is sort of, um, there's consistency among the servers. Um, so it's all, they're all journaled together. So, so that capability um, provides mitigation against, against ransomware. Um, the other thing, and kind of to echo, you know, I think what's, what Scott said is that, um, you know, cybersecurity solutions are great. I think what, what Cypher, what you guys are doing is great, right? The proactive threat prevention, threat detection, you, you need to have it. But um, I, don't, I don't know of any security company out there that will uh, provide a customer with a contract that says we will 100% guarantee you will never get hacked. <laughs> um, if I was in the security industry, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. 
but uh, but you know, no one can guarantee it. Like you just don't know. So everybody needs. If you're thinking of like what's what does full protection for cybersecurity look like? Yes, you need proactive threat detection prevention. You need the MS and MSS and MDR services that you, know, you guys are offering. But you also need those reactive capabilities. You have to pair both of them together. And you can't have one without the other. And so you know, I think I think the fact that Cipher is like super focused on the proactive and and security is great. And the fact that WebAir is saying, hey, we're gonna like there's so much to be done with DR and all of the platforms in the network. We're going to be hyper focused on that. And instead of trying to be everything to everyone, you know, it's best in breed. And let's focus on having open platforms and integrations. The other, I think, and you mentioned pitfall. The other pitfall with this is, let's say people institute disaster recovery to protect against some of these things. And now you you set up disaster recovery, maybe to a provider like WebAir, maybe you're doing it yourself. Um, you have to realize you're copying all your most critical applications somewhere else. And the fact that you have all that data somewhere, well, that's exposure, right? That's now you have to go and protect that. Some, you know, the, the, the R site should, should never be less secure than your production site. So if you're using a security provider, um, you know, you, you better be sure that they're, that they're protecting not only your production site, but, but your recovery site, um, because you don't want your DR site to be, to be sort of an entryway into your applications or data. So, you know, it, it's, uh, it's important to have, but you also got to do it the right way. Um, now, assuming you have your, your security services at the DR site, like I know some of our customers that, that use Cypher have the Cypher tools deployed to protect their DR environment. So once those, those tools are there protecting the DR site, you can do some cool stuff. You know that your DR site is just as secure. Um, and, you know, one of the things that we do at WebAir is we let our customers use the DR environment for three days out of every month for free for whatever they want to do with it. So log into our portal, spin up your environment, and you can, you can, you know, test patches and, and check, check QA and all that stuff. But you can also scan um, the environment with the security tools. So now, you know, let's say, let's say Cypress now is constantly scanning your, your applications at DR and notifying you when you have application vulnerabilities of, of production much faster. So instead of just doing twice a year um, sort of uh, scheduled application vulnerability testing, we can do it now continuously. So I think, I think it's part of the strategy. It's part of this sort of proactive reactive strategy. And if you have, if you have DR and your security provider is, is, um, is deployed at your DR site, not only do you have a DR capability and, and, is, and it's secure, but you can also enhance um, the security posture of your production environment. And so I think that's a strategy that people should employ, and we're, we're seeing them employing them as the market's maturing. Yeah, thanks, Siggy. And, uh, and you're absolutely correct. I mean, as, as you so articulately put, um, having that DR site is important. But, you know, again, it's just another network that, that needs protection. And, you know, I, I think you, you really hit the, uh, the nail on the head there about, you know, you can't, you can't let an adversary um, intrude into the DR site and infect it. So, you know, by providing that, that same layer of security services that Cypher would provide um, both on-prem and in the, um, you know, in the cloud backup uh, solution, for, you know, a disaster recovery provider um, infrastructure, I think it's really important. So, you know, you, you highlighted on continuously doing vulnerability assessments, making sure your systems are patched and up to date, um, being able to collect logs and be able to identify risky activity in the environment. It's just, it, it comes down to the, you know, the core security components that we look at. Uh, and, and, you know, this is where Cypherbox MDR service really comes into play. Uh, you know, we've designed Cypherbox MDR specifically to be able to integrate into these cloud hosted environments. 
Um, you know, I know we've done several podcast episodes and, and even have white papers on this topic if our listeners are interested to learn more. So, um, you know, with that, uh, over to you, Pete. Yeah, thanks, Scott. So, Siggy, any final thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, sure. I mean, I think that it's still, people are still a little sort of, it might be a little hazy, you know, do I, ha- do I really have a DR strategy? Um, you know, how good is my DR strategy? And, and one of the things I like to leave people with is, you know, if you were to get hit with ransomware tomorrow for one of your critical applications um, and, and you have a DR, let's say you have a DR strategy and you get hit, what's, what's going to be less painful to your organization? Actually hitting the button on your DR strategy and using it, or let's say paying a $20,000 ransom. Um, and the idea there is it's all about confidence. And if you're just copying your data somewhere and, you know, hey, I'll deal with it if I get hit with ransom, you know, ransomware, it's not good enough. You need to be, you need to have confidence in the solution. And that just comes down to proper strategy planning um, and constant testing, which are all things that we actually roll in and provide as part of our service so that our clients have that confidence to just call us if anything comes up. Scott and Siggy, thank you so much for your time. This has been extremely informative for our listeners, and I look forward to our next podcast. And for any of our listeners who are interested in Cypher services, please reach out to us at marketing at cypher.com. And for any of our listeners, listeners who are interested in WebAir services, please reach out to us at sales at webair.com.